0: Omi, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me.
1: Yeah, it's really a pleasure, man. Uh, really great to see you too, Bill.
0: Yeah, no, and it's nice. Uh, it's nice having the face-to-face with you. Uh, for my listeners, I've known Omi, and we've emailed back and forth numerous times. He's done, uh, this is the ninth or tenth issue of Kinetic you've done for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: we've never actually talked. Like, we've emailed a bunch. Nope. We've messaged a bunch, but we actually it's haven't talked.
1: It's been years, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's been years. On, and part
0: of that was I missed you at, uh, you were at C. E2E2, the one year that I didn't go.
1: Actually, I was in New York Comic Con, and I think Mm -hmm. you were supposed to go there, but I think you had uh, some uh, schedule mixed up, or something was going on, man.
0: Hopefully, you can make it over here, but uh, I know that uh, there's no conventions going on right now, so
1: (laughs) yeah, maybe next year or everything gets back to normal.
0: Fingers crossed that it's sooner rather than later, man. Yeah. Uh, Well, Omi, what I'm first going to ask you, uh, what I ask all my guests, I want you to tell us a little bit about your story. Who are you and how did you get to be here today?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I am from the Philippines, uh, Metro Manila. I've been coloring professionally for 12 years now, but I started out as a, uh, you know, the blockbuster video uh, thing before. I started out as a store manager and eventually my love for comic books ever since I was a little kid was still, I was still passionate to work about, uh, to work on my uh, skills. Then uh, when Image Comics uh, came and I really got hooked on it, I decided to try my uh, skills uh, in coloring. So after that video uh, store uh, job, I tried to apply to uh, some uh, local comic book publisher and I got hired then from one, one year. Afterwards, uh, not really, the pace isn't really good. So I became a artist in a marketing for, for marketing and in a computer company then i got bored <laughs> and then I, I posted a lot of artwork and gdev art then from there someone discovered me my first uh, gig was for uh, zeniscope so from from zeniscope it jumped from publisher to publisher and there
0: and uh, when was that that you uh, got picked up by zeniscope
1: uh i think it was uh, 2013 2013 yeah then uh, I started uh, coloring professionally but for small indies for uh, around 2010 uh, yeah I got discovered around uh, 2013 by Genescope did a bunch of uh, interior colors and covers for them then uh, Valiant Entertainment came uh, Image Comics Dynamite Entertainment so right now I'm coloring for Dynamite Entertainment uh, Vengeance of Vampirella and I'm also working with uh Boom Studios for Bunch of colors.
0: What made you decide to focus on and specialize in coloring?
1: Okay, when illustrating some comic book uh, artwork, it's really, you know, a challenge for me since I don't have enough practice before. And I also thought that in the Philippines, here in the Philippines, there's a lot of great comic book illustrators here. Uh, So I don't want to compete with them. It's really hard to compete with great artists. So I decided that, you know, there's a few. Filipino colorist in the comic book world so why not give a stab to that uh, to coloring so I gave it a shot and I, I, I guess it uh, became successful because I, I really had a lot of followers in deviant art before uh, with my coloring so I focused my skills on coloring
0: when you color a piece do you color it with pen and paper something like uh, Copic markers or is it strictly digital nowadays
1: I mainly use digital coloring using Photoshop and my, my Wacom but when I'm in uh, Convention, I to color uh, traditionally using copic markers. It's really fun for me to do, and there is really nice uh, coloring traditionally. But <clears throat> in terms of uh, speed, I'm way faster than than uh, working on digital than traditional uh, coloring.
0: Uh, So I wanted to talk a little bit about your process when it comes to coloring a page or a scene. Imagine that I've just given you a few pages to color. What process do you go through to get to the final finished page?
1: Yeah. So uh, before I work on page, I try to uh, imagine it first. What will the page look like? I have to read, read the script, so I always ask the script from you, right, Bill? So I try to uh, imagine it first before uh, working on it on the screen. So uh, then I pass it on to my flatter. I have an assistant. The flatter makes uh, the, my my work really easy because uh, he makes the se- selections for me. So from flatting, it will take a day or sometimes a half a day. Then proceed to uh, he'll email me the the Finish flat, and I can work on it for like a piece a day.
0: What happens after the flatter gets you the page?
1: After flatting, after the flatting stage, uh, the flatter will email me the page, and uh, yeah, I can work. I can work and lay down the uh, final renders for uh, at least three hours or a day, but depending on my schedule or my mood, because I really hate working if I don't have the right mood. It makes the, my work really slop. So sometimes it takes. Like a few days before I call it, but when I get the right mood, it'll be really fast, and I think you know you know that:
0: Oh no, and be, uh, just for me and a fellow creative, I know I can't write if I'm in the wrong mood. uh just to follow up on that real quick, how do you find
1: a flatter? Actually, I train my uh, friends uh, like. I trained my daughter <laughs> uh, to flat. And I also met this guy from the province that also really flats, read really fast and efficient. So I, I just hired them on the spot. Then my daughter, I trained her for like three days and gave her a bunch of pages for test uh, practices. So usually they, they finish around half a day or one day.
0: Is the coloring process different for
1: sequential pages versus a pinup that you cover? Uh, sometimes yes, because well, it, it really de- my coloring really depends on the uh, illustrations you you give me. If the illustration is really detailed for the uh, sequential as for the uh, sequential pages, I try not to over. You know, you know, overshadowed the illustration, the detailed illustration. I try to make it my colors very simple, you know. But in terms of coloring a uh, cover or a pinup, and uh, you choose a, an artist or an illustrator that has a very simple style of uh, illustration, I try to really pump it up. Like, I, I try to make it really real, realistic. And uh, yeah, it really depends on the illustration. But when coloring uh, co- covers and pinups, I try to make it very detailed. So it would be Really, be presentable.
0: Do you prefer either one of those, or is there one that you like more than the other?
1: Well, I like, I like coloring uh, covers and pinups because it's like I can color it for a day, uh, sometimes for five, four hours. It's really uh, easy work for me. But in terms of uh you know having more work and more being recognized, I really love coloring sequential. Anything I, I, I love anything as long as it's coloring. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, Omi says, if you pay me, I will. I will take the job. Yes, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> right now, and I mean, since I've known you, man, you've picked up. You've picked up work from Dynamite. You've picked up work from Valiant. You You work with a lot of companies. You got picked up by uh, Aspen as well. Aspen Comics. Yeah. How do you manage your workload?
1: Well, uh, I I just write it down on my whiteboard and schedule the i just schedule it carefully and sometimes uh i prioritize the big bigger publishers than the uh, small indies because i know it will sound crazy but what's the, the thing i love with small indies are they, the scheduler is sometimes flexible they they give, they give you a, like 3 months or 2 months of uh lead time and I, but with the big publishers they only give you like a month that's the 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 worst uh, schedule I got was like four days. <laughs> I have to finish that 22-page uh, for four days. Imagine that. So sometimes I prioritize which, pro- which project has the, uh, the smallest amount of uh, uh, schedule. You know? So, yeah, there you go.
0: And a lot of times with producing independent comics, Marvel, DC, even Valiant, Xenoscope, they're producing comics every month. Most independent creators, they might do five or six on a good year. Right. Um, It's a lot tougher doing it independently.
1: Yeah, I'm really amazed at what you did, you know, because from uh, all my experience, 12-year experience, I never worked on a small independent publisher like you because you already have like 10 issues. And that's a really great uh, feat, you know.
0: (laughs) I tried. I did everything I could to do it right, uh, but we also did yeah. have a. We did have about a year and a half hiatus between volume one and volume two. In your coloring career, what have been the biggest obstacles or challenges that you faced?
1: Well, um, when this, the when I have two publishers and they have the both both deadlines, that's really crazy. You know. It, Sometimes I don't sleep that much and sometimes I can't eat. I just have to work. That's the the most craziest thing I did, not sleep and not eat well, just to finish a project. And yeah, like I told you before uh, earlier, I worked like from that four day deadline, I worked two days straight, just coloring, no sleep at all, just to, because I'm really, I don't, I hate being delayed, you know? That's why I always ask you, Bill, when's my deadline? I always ask you that. And I never uh, give work on the deadline itself. I always give my work before the deadline. Once I break that, uh, you know, that goal of mine, I I don't seem fulfilled, you know, and I really hate being delayed. Uh, So I try to be fast and efficient always.
0: If you miss that first deadline, it's so easy to miss the second and third. If Batman kills that first guy, then he's going to just start doing it all the time.
1: Yeah. And if I may add... This is, this is for the newbie uh, artist who's listening to you right now. This is a piece of advice. Editors won't look for great work, you know. They, they don't look at that. They don't look for great work, uh, great drawings, great coloring, great lettering. No, it's the way you beat the deadlines. So remember that, folks. Always beat the deadline.
0: <laughs> um, but following up on uh, the biggest obstacles or challenges, what has been the biggest mistake that you've made in your coloring career?
1: I started uh, late I started late If only I knew that I could work on comic books In the early uh, 2000s I would do it You know I would study Adobe Photoshop I would own A Wacom tablet only I could Turn back time I would tell my younger self "Yeah, Go go pursue your dreams man So yeah I started late Now I'm like 44 years old Still doing comic books Still chasing my dreams To you know To work on Spider-Man I hope it's not too late
0: I got to say, that's something I definitely sympathize with uh, because I didn't yeah. realize I wanted to, to to write comic books until I was probably 30, 30, 31, 32, oh. somewhere in there. That was where I said, man, I really want to do this. And I yeah. wish I had known earlier because I read uh, like Brian Michael Bendis's journey. At age 15 or 16, he knew what he wanted to do. And almost every single decision that he made was in pursuit of that career.
1: For me, it's like budget constraints because before, right? living in the Philippines, it's really hard to find work here, the decent paying work. So yeah, sometimes it's budget constraints. Uh, when I was like, I started coloring professionally around, I was like 30 plus already, my late 30s. I already had uh, decent, uh, decent savings in my bank account. So I started purchasing, you know, art materials and all that. So... Maybe sometimes it's body constraints.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's something to think about. Uh, You're spending your allowance on Bristol board or something. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: All right, Obi. So real quick, um, I want you to close your eyes for me. Uh, Just reminisce a little bit about your creative career and what has been the best moment so far?
1: Well, the best moment so far is like I had the chance to work with the rob Liefeld, and he, man he was one of my you know growing up like uh, or starting my my career back in the back in college i bought a lot of image comic books and rob was one who influenced rob's work influenced me a lot you know like his deadpool his young blood titles the coloring and you know the action, the action he makes the action posts you know, dynamic poses, really inspired me before. So when when he messaged me a, like a few weeks ago, and it was like, I was dreaming, man. I, I really, I literally asked him, am I dreaming? They said, man, this is for real. <laughs> You'll be working with me. That's <laughs> uh, really fantastic, you know. I It gave me goosebumps and still giving me goosebumps now, uh, just, you know, working with an idol. Well, I I wish, I'm still hoping that I could work with my greatest idol of all time, which is uh, Todd McFarlane. You know, I tried reaching out to him, but man, that guy's really busy. So I I really wish I could work with him.
0: Uh, Who did I reach out to a while ago? Not a, I reached out to a company and I didn't even get a response. It was just, (laughs) you kind of expect that, you know, when you you reach out to bigger companies. Going back to, uh, you were giving some advice about hitting your deadlines. Um, and I'm going to word this a little differently than I normally do because you have more than a decade in coloring experience. So yeah. the que- so it's w- one of two questions. Um, it's either, what is the best advice that you can give to an aspiring artist? Or conversely, what was the best advice that you received when you were starting out?
1: Uh, I could give you both. <laughs> the best advice I got was written by Will Sportasio himself uh, way back 1997, I think. Um, he wrote in a piece of paper, on a piece of paper, the dreams, uh, you know, keep on dreaming, make it happen. I put that piece of note on a frame and I look at it, you know, for the rest of my entire college, uh, college life. So, yeah, I kept on dreaming. Then the, the best advice I could give uh, is, you know, hit, the, hit your deadlines and make uh, good connections. Going to convention is not about selling for me for me as an artist, it's not about selling, but it's trying to build up more connections. It's not you know just giving your work your portfolio for portfolio reviews is not enough. It's how you build friends like make friends with pro artists writers, editors yeah from there you'll have connections, and from there word of mouth you'll be known and lastly, always post your best artworks. Online on all social media. Social media is free. Use it. You know, Vivian Art, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Post it every day just to make yourself known.
0: Yeah, and that's what it's all about, man. Uh, there's been conventions that I've done that I have lost money at, but I <laughs> yeah. I made, I, <laughs> I, know made that. Good, I made a good friend. Um, like one convention I went to I'm not going to name it but I went to one convention I lost a lot of money there but one thing yeah, that I came I know out that of it <laughs> was I saw, I saw Ming Chen from AMC's oh. Comic Book Man and I had known him oh. from before uh, but because I had uh-huh. some extra time you know we got to talking and I was just like hey man can I get a poll quote from you you know can you say hey Kinetic's yeah. great or just something and I got the poll quote from him from that so I said okay well nice. I, the worst case scenario is I lost some money but if I had paid Ming you know however much for a quote. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. That's how I justify it. Hey, well, Omi, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and actually seeing you face to face. Yeah, um, me too. Uh, guys, if you want to check out Omi's latest and greatest, he is the interior colorist on Kinetic Identities number one, which is live on Kickstarter right now. You can go check it out at www.kineticcomic.com.
1: Omi, where else can we find you on the internet? Uh, I have a YouTube channel, which is, uh, you can search it, Omi Ramalante Jr. YouTube and Facebook. You can add me up. Just type in my name, Omi Remalante, And on Instagram, it's Omi0318.
0: And guys, we'll make sure to put all the links in the description and the show notes below. Omi, thank you again for taking the time. I really appreciate it.
1: No, thank you very much, Bill, for uh, you know inviting me here in your podcast.